0: episode 10 of Everything Left. We're back from our Christmas holiday and we're ready to start 2017 with a bang. Joining me this week, we have Pete Gaskell, host of podcast Smorgasbord. Thanks for joining us, Pete.
1: Hello,
2: and thanks for pronouncing that correctly, by the way. <laughs> I, I struggle usually.
0: <laughs> well, we make every effort on this show. <laughs> so, before we get started, did you want to pimp out your own podcast to the listeners at all?
2: Oh yeah, oh, any opportunity. <laughs> yeah, so um, Smuggler's Board is—it's a show. It's it's coming back for its new year as well. funnily enough, um, we talk about weird news, we play games, random crazy happenings, and basically anything goes. Hence, you know, Smuggler's Board. Amy herself has uh, guested a couple of times as well, so uh, no reason not to check it out. I'm sure you can find us on iTunes. Smuggler's Board, S M O R G A S. B-O-R-E-D, because people got like be views before. <laughs> We're on Twitter as well, etc. I'm sure you'll find us.
0: Yeah, I'll post a link in the episode description as well so that people can come and check you out.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: So I was thinking the first one to start off with, as it's the main focus of the show, this week's episode title, if we start with the Donald Trump versus Meryl Streep.
2: I have an odd feeling that majority of the episodes going forward will focus on uh, a certain Mr. Trump, won't they?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very conscious of the fact that the last three episodes now have him in the picture. And oh, I'm no. really hoping that the next one he's not, because <laughs> I hate him. And I don't want to have to keep talking about him. But he's in a position now where we kind of have to.
2: Mm-hmm. He keeps bringing it up. Although, I suppose it, it, it wasn't him initiating this, was it? It was Noel was Streep who initiated... This way it is sort of a flashpoint, shall we say?
0: True, although if she hadn't of something else would have come up. Let's oh yes. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh
2: definitely! But
0: <laughs> for those who aren't aware, what's happening? which I find it hard to believe you wouldn't be aware of this, the Golden Globes happened over the weekend. And Meryl Streep, much beloved by almost everyone, apart from a certain president-elect, received a Lifetime Achievement Award, which I think most people would say is very well-deserved. And she goes on stage and she makes a a very short speech, um, mainly because she's losing her voice at the time, bless her. But during this speech, she calls the people of America to come together and... And, and use that, especially actors and journalists, to use their position to do good. And one of the things she says is she names her performance of the year that stunned her, and she talks about Trump without using his name, mocking a disabled reporter. I'm sure everyone's familiar with the clip. It's absolutely horrific and should have been the end of his political career, but it wasn't. And she rightly called it out uh, as something truly horrific. And Donald Trump didn't like that at all.
3: I love you all, but you'll have to forgive me. I've lost my voice <laughs> in screaming and lamentation this weekend. And I have lost my mind sometime earlier this year, so I have to read. Um, thank you, Hollywood Foreign Press. Just to pick up on what Hugh Laurie said... You and all of us in this room really belong to the most vilified segments in American society right now. Think about it. Hollywood, foreigners, and the press. <laughs> but who are we? And, and you know, what is Hollywood anyway? It's just a bunch of people from other places. I was born and raised and educated in the public schools of New Jersey. Viola was born in a sharecropper's cabin in South Carolina, came up in Central Falls, Rhode Island. Sarah Paulson was born in Florida, raised by a single mom in Brooklyn. Sarah Jessica Parker was one of seven or eight kids from Ohio. Amy Adams was born in Vicenza, Veneto, Italy. And Natalie Portman was born in Jerusalem, where are their birth certificates? And the beautiful Ruth Nega was born in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, raised in, in no, in Ireland, I do believe. And she's here nominated for playing a small-town girl from Virginia. Ryan Gosling, like all the nicest people, is Canadian. <laughs> and Dev Patel was born in Kenya, raised in London, is here for playing an Indian raised in Tasmania. So Hollywood is crawling with outsiders and foreigners. And if we kick them all out, you'll have nothing to watch but football and mixed martial arts, which are not the arts. They gave me three seconds to say this. So, An actor's only job is to enter the lives of people who are different from us and let you feel what that feels like. And there were many, many, many powerful performances this year that did exactly that, breathtaking, compassionate work. But there was one performance this year that stunned me. It it sank its hooks in my heart, not because it was good. There was nothing good about it but it was effective and it did its job. It made its intended audience laugh and show their teeth. It was that moment when the person asking to sit in the most respected seat in our country imitated a disabled reporter, someone he outranked in privilege, power, and the capacity to fight back. It, it kind of broke my heart. And I saw it and I still can't get it out of my head because it wasn't in a movie, it was real life. And this instinct to humiliate when it's modeled by someone in the public platform, by someone powerful, it filters down into everybody's life because it kind of gives permission for other people to do the same thing. Disrespect invites disrespect, violence incites Violence. When the powerful use their position to bully others, we all lose. Okay, go up with that thing. Okay, this brings me to the press. We need the principled press to hold power to account, to to call them on the carpet every outrage. That's why, that's why our founders enshrined the press and its freedoms in our constitution. So I only ask the famously well-heeled Hollywood foreign press and all of us in our community to join me in supporting the Committee to Protect Journalists, because we're going to need them going forward, and they'll need us to safeguard the truth. One more thing. once when I was uh, standing on the set one day whining about something you know we were gonna work through supper or or the long hours or whatever Tommy Lee Jones said to me isn't it such a privilege Meryl just to be an actor <sighs> yeah it is and we have to remind each other of the privilege and the responsibility of the act of empathy we should all be very proud of the work. Hollywood honor's here tonight. As my, as my friend, the dear departed Princess Leia said to me once, take your broken heart, make it into art. Thank you. For I like
2: how I like he voiced his complaints as well. He goes to an original channel, doesn't he? To reply to uh, anything he doesn't particularly like, he uh, vented his rage on good old Twitter again, didn't he?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that really, he 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 needs to have that taken from him. That
2: happens when he takes over office. Someone says, "It's a quite when he says, you know what? Shall we just close it up for now, please?'" <laughs> 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 I mean, God's sake, like, I'm bad enough on Twitter, and and you know, I don't, I, I I've about. Ten followers, No mind 10 million or whatever it is. 100 million. <laughs> I wonder
0: if they'll just uh, pretend something terrible happens to Twitter in his first briefing. So, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Trump, the website was destroyed, so you you can't use it. Because otherwise, he's he's going to try and get on it some way. I imagine he's like an addict.
2: Yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Mr. Trump, for now and you have to use normal diplomatic channels. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes, um...
2: The but, but, I don't want to wing on it too long because, like you say, it was horrific with a quip of Donald Trump mocking the uh disabled reporters was it it was last year wasn't it it was, it was while it was on the election yeah, campaign it, it
0: was actually um during his early stages of his his bid to be president which a lot of people thought though well, that's that's it he he's he's done now and he carried on and got worse and worse
2: the journalist involved was um was a pure surprise winner as well which um yeah it's, it's basically it, it makes it even worse doesn't it
0: yeah, a uh, Sergei Kovalevsky. I may have yeah. to redub that if I've mispronounced that. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds all right for now. <laughs> yeah, very, yeah. very
2: um well respected.
0: Yeah, that, that's the worst thing. By, well by most by uh, most people, I guess.
2: Yes. But yeah. You know what's fascinating though is that um Mel Streep is presumably going to be up for best actress for Florence Foster Jenkins, I'm guessing, at the Oscars. I'm just just intrigued as to what happens if she wins it or her speech be vain. It'll be fascinating. (laughs) I hope she does win it. I really do. (laughs) I I haven't seen the film. I don't don't know how good she is in it, but I presume she'll be brilliant in it. Well, Um, to
0: to quote the internet meme, Meryl Streep could be cast in any part and she's amazing. (laughs) Exactly. So the the favourite quote on the internet is they could cast Meryl Streep as Batman and she'd be brilliant. And... (laughs) To be honest, she probably wouldn't be the worst Batman. So,
2: <laughs> no, no, we've all seen Batman and Robin, I think, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, but yes, according to um, according to Mister Trump, she's most one of the most overrated actresses in the world, which is odd considering I think she's won every award going.
0: Yeah, I, I think I saw somewhere near to one hundred and seventy-eight awards.
2: I wouldn't say overrated. I would say rated in that sense.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing how normally when, when Trump makes his tweets, the responses are fairly split between the, his opposition and his supporters. And, and you'll have people fighting in, in the, the retweets and the replies. I, I went and looked on that tweet and I struggled to see anyone on there who didn't basically call him wrong for saying that she was overrated. It seemed like even the people who supported Trump went, oh, OK, that's that's maybe that's too far.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You've crossed a line here, but
0: <laughs>
2: but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, where he's coming from. I, I did actually see a link that mentioned that he, in a, mag- in a magazine article a few years ago, said that Milan Street was one of only two actors he actually liked so i'm guessing there was only one in terms of actresses <laughs> i'm guessing there was only one i don't know who that actress is but i'd, I'd be a bit worried
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're the one person trump likes now <laughs> He also went on to, to say that he, he well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote his tweets. There are across two here. Hillary Flunky, who lost big for 100th time, I never mocked a disabled reporter, would never do that, but simply showed him grovelling when he totally changed a 16-year-old story that he'd written in order to make me look bad. Just more very dishonest media. Hmm. i I got to be honest, it's on video.
2: Yeah. I don't <laughs> think <he understands laughs> that, does he? I, that I've seen to, uh... this clip
0: so many times, I don't get how he says it never happened. Or at least saying, no, no, I wasn't mocking him for being disabled. You clearly were in a very horribly stereotypical manner.
2: He doesn't seem to get the idea that stuff that he says is being recorded and then can be used against him later
1: on. The poor guy, you gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Ah, oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I don't, oh, maybe that's what I said. This was 14 years ago, He still they didn't do a retraction!
2: Yeah, he, he just, he disproves, he disproves that Billy, he claims anything that didn't happen is a sort of fake news, in capital yeah. letters.
0: It's like he, it must be related to his whole thing of his net worth changes depending on his mood. I guess recorded evidence changes depending on whether he wants it to exist or not.
2: Well, you know, we don't have to believe we're in this post-truth world now, aren't we? That was a word of a year in 2016, you know. We don't need fact post-truth. We don't need facts to to be correct anymore. As long as you believe something, it's got enough... And it's 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 a terrifying state of affairs, but that's what <laughs> that that's what we seem to be heading towards, doesn't it? Post-truth.
0: You actually wanted to speak about another Golden Globe.
2: Moment. Yes, it's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, this is, this is this is something I didn't pick up on until a couple of days afterwards, actually. But um, Tom Hiddleston won Best Actor for The Night Manager which I think was, you yeah, know, richly deserved. If you've not seen the night manager, it was an absolutely brilliant piece of TV. Um, you know, not ask you, Tom Hiddleston, um, QRE, etc. It swept the board, I think, in terms of TV at the Golden Globes. Anyway, Tom Hiddleston himself went up on, um, on stage to accept his award, and his acceptance speech... Uh, well, it went a bit all right. I mean... Uh, he used his speech as a platform to talk about his humanitarian work in, in, um, in South Sudan and, and his aid work, which, which seems fair enough on, on one side of it. But yes, so um, during his speech, he did say that the idea that his show could provide relief and entertainment for people who work for UNICEF and Médecins Sans Frontières and the World Food Programme in South Sudan makes him immensely proud, which caused a lot of people to be quite concerned. Because they seem to suggest that he's almost using it as a way of bigging up himself and his show via talking about the the hard work of others and not himself, and comparing TV show to the huge amounts of problems in South Sudan. I don't know. I don't know whether people reacted too strongly about this. I don't know know what you're you're thinking about this, Amy, but uh, there's a very severe reaction to it.
0: (sighs) I, I didn't see this until after you pointed it out, I think mainly because the previous story sort of eclipsed it. So I, I had read his statement on the on the speech before going and watching the clip. So maybe that coloured my view, but I, myself, I kind of saw it as... It, it, yeah, it was a bit muddled and you could tell he was just overwhelmed and that might have been a factor. But when, when he spoke about that, I, I just saw it as trying to raise awareness of this... Mm. charity work and this stuff and he mentioned his show not in a look at me how great i am sort of sense but kind of saying i i'm so proud that what i can do can bring some people who are struggling through some horrific things who are going to some awful places and, and trying to fight against real oppressive horrors and just awful mm-hmm. conditions around the world, it can give them a moment away from that. And I think it kind of went back to some of the stuff that Meryl Streep was talking about in mm. her speech of being an actor is a privilege and you've got to try and turn awful things into art. And I think he was coming from it from that point of view, from what I took from it. and
2: Using his fame as a platform, almost, to yeah. to, to, to help others
0: yeah and i i think he was just he probably worded what he meant wrongly or at least in a way that it could be misconstrued but i i just saw it as he he was proud to be in a position where he can even for an hour's tv show give people some happiness in what could be otherwise a a terrible situation i i saw it as him thanking the people who let him have this chance to to pursue this career and do these things i i didn't see it as something a bit self-serving of perhaps that was colored because i'd read his clarification of it before seeing the uh seeing the actual speech
4: a quick story i know it's been a long night but um i I recently went to south sudan which is a uh the youngest country in the world in east africa with the united nations children's fund um i do a little bit of work with them try to help spread the word as best i can uh there's a terrible situation happening for children. Um, the night manager is about arms dealing and there, is, there are far too many arms going into South Sudan. But uh, I was, there's a curfew at 6 p.m. every night because humanitarian aid workers have to be inside so that it's safe by six. And one night we were having a bite to eat at the canteen where we were staying. And uh, a group of young men and women tottered over to the table and we were all having what they call a dirty beer in humanitarian language. Uh, and they were a group of Medecins Sans Frontieres, doctors and nurses, and they wanted to say hello because during the shelling of the previous month they had binge watched The Night Manager. And the idea that I could provide, or that we could provide some relief and entertainment for, for the people who work for UNICEF and Medecins Sans Frontieres and the World Food Programme who are fixing the world in the places where it is broken made me immensely proud so i dedicate this to those out there who are doing their best thank you
2: yeah like you say he did comment the day after on facebook i don't know if he was you know forced to by by his agent or whether he just did it himself um, but he did comment about about the speech and he apologized profusely to anyone who were offended by um, what he said and what he says is that he wasn't prepared for that uh, acceptance he didn't think he would get the award reading the dream lines and he he obviously sort of rushed the speech and sort of all came out a bit in a bit of a rush and that watching it back seems to be where it was I think he, he came he genuinely came from a place where he was hoping to to like you say, raise awareness of 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 the work he's done. I think people maybe been reading a bit too much into it, thinking he was saying, yeah, a night manager saves lives in South Sudan, which I don't really think he was. He was he was saying was not saying, um, you know, even even poor people watch my show or whatever. People may be thinking he was saying. I actually do think he's one of the good guys using his fame for the help of others. But yeah, I, th- I think that's a very strong reaction. But I think we need we need to discuss it because uh, it, it was it was quite a violent reaction amongst certain quarters. But that's social media, isn't it? I think it's 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 easier this day and age for people to leap to conclusions and and broadcast their responses very very quickly.
0: Yeah. And I, I know it's something that people like us, you know, the uh, more liberal lefties get accused of when we call people out for certain things, which, I don't know, it, it feels weird to see someone who's normally very well respected mm. to be on the receiving end of something that, the kind of reaction that someone like the president-elect would get from his kind of comments, but mainly because it, it, it seems so more obvious when it happens to someone else. So I'm sorry to have to... Out of yeah, to it's, yeah. You know, I, I didn't see this and think, oh wow, Tom hillson has been a dick to the same extent if he'd have got up there and say mocked a disabled reporter. You know, it's that there's, I think maybe sometimes people dig too deep mm. to probably further their own agendas. And I'm probably going to get some comments from that comment <laughs> from saying that as <laughs> well, that's what you guys do all the time, but if your podcast
2: it, will quite comments, yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's that's part and parcel of it though, isn't it? But um, yeah, I think sometimes people do sometimes react um, and post their thoughts up, perhaps before considering everything. I think that's just, that's just the world we live in, isn't it? With, with social media these days, people can comment like that on something they've just seen, it, you know, is, is, is there... There's, there's no taking those words back, a, no matter how you might, you know, feverishly deny ever posting them in the first place.
0: Yeah, there's always someone somewhere who's already screen-capped it by the time you've deleted it. Yes! <laughs> that's,
2: that's, that's modern world, isn't it? <laughs> so that, that, was, that was a golden word. It was quite, a, quite a dramatic award ceremony in you know, honesty, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I imagine it's only going to get better throughout the year at different ceremonies, Um mm. As things um, are getting more politically charged.
2: Maybe Oscar's worth seeing for once.
0: Over the weekend in Birmingham, a group of Morris dancers performed in the city centre. Uh, for those who are listening from outside the UK, you probably won't know what Morris dancers are. They're a very traditional, old fashioned style of, of dancing. People normally covered in bells and buttons and ribbons dance around in a circle hitting sticks a very unusual thing i suggest going on youtube and checking it out if you've never heard of it before because it is very very odd even a lot of people from the uk consider it very odd
2: it's a bit niche shall we say
0: yeah a bit wicker man (laughs) 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 um it's but this um group were performing to celebrate plow monday which um is the start of the farming year, something that I didn't even know existed, so at least this has given me that knowledge. But this group received quite a bit of criticism and open abuse in the street because they were all in blackface, which it astounds me that anyone would think that is okay at all. I I, I don't care if it's part of a few hundred-year-old tradition like the Morris dancing, which comes from the 16th century. You, you don't do that. <laughs> I, I don't know what... This uh,
2: so much. There, but it's just, it's just play- I mean, Moishe dancing for a start, in my opinion, is is, is weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's but cool I, what it is. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, if you are a Moishe dancer, please get in touch with me. I'm sure she'll be fascinated to discuss it with you. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Just answer the one question of why.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I, I've seen Mobby dancers. I've never seen them in blackface before. I don't. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's, so we can sweep to the defence of it's traditional because I've never seen it before. I mean, so I don't I haven't seen much footage of, of my senses, but that's new on me. And in a city centre, surely, it, uh, in a busy city centre as well, surely someone must have thought, hang on a minute, maybe not, eh? Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know it's ignorance of it all it's just it's, are they are they reacting badly because people were shouting at them to stop it in the street because
0: yeah from what I can see here i'm I'm scrolling through the articles I've got on it trying to find out why first of all, because it doesn't seem to explain why they're in blackface because like you said, I've never seen that before, but there's a few quotes here from them that, that they seem to find the event upsetting because of the reaction they received.
2: What about the reaction of the people who may have been offended by it? which is probably yeah. more than the Morris dancers. ...dancing is a centuries-old English tradition that's still going strong, but it seems not always without controversy. More than a dozen Morris groups, or sides as they're known, were dancing in Birmingham this weekend to mark the start of the agricultural year. But the Alvechurch group, which features dancers with black painted faces, was forced to abandon its performance after onlookers accused them of being racist. Here's some mobile phone footage
1: posted to YouTube. Is this not racist? No, it's not. Is this not racist? No, it's not. Come on, come on. Is this not racist? Come on. Painting your faces black is a form. Of you black you had a chance. It was you, with your new You had a chance for me to explain you to you. The you this, this is a form of mocking black people. We're not dressed We're not. for that. Yes, are. So not. why? You had a chance for me to explain to you. Black, do you not think you will hurt someone's feelings. I am one of those people. Okay. Do, just do you, you explain not? Explain
0: no. No. Yeah, and it's not like this is some sleepy little village somewhere where the population is probably 99.9% white. Mm. This is a, a big multicultural city. You're, you're going to offend people, guaranteed. Definitely... There, there's no way you're not. Uh, you, could easily offend people in that village of 99.9% white people, because there's a lot of people who will find that offensive no matter what their their skin colour. But the group, they just seem to be shocked that they had such a negative reaction.
2: Just completely oblivious as to why people were reacting badly to them. Yeah. Does this, but this seems to suggest that they've done it before and no one's said anything. Or have they just spontaneously decided, let's do this, and no one will know. Or no one will care, because they don't seem to care. Are they, are they a new group? Oh, have they done this before and no one's responded? Because I'd have thought we'd have responded.
0: There's a bit here that says that they, um, the group held a similar event the week before uh, for around 100 villagers who had no issue with the event. So, yeah, that kind of backs up what I was
2: saying. Yeah, 100 I villagers. Think uh, oh very
0: sheltered little English village somewhere.
2: Yeah, very little England, aren't they? Ones. 100 villagers. Who probably were a bit peed off, but didn't decide to do anything about it. If if they were, or, or the middle of a cosmopolitan city centre, you kind of you kind of encounter a bit more difficulty there somehow if you decide to do something as wow well, as as screamingly offensive as that is. It's just, yeah, There's, there are no words, <laughs> and for me that's unusual.
0: There's a um, a quote from um, a source close to the group, so it's not actually someone from the group, but it's someone who was there, um, and they've said, The atmosphere had been great with the vast majority of people, but I was absolutely amazed by the vitriolic abuse that they started to receive. The issue began when they started dancing near the bull outside the ball ring, and later near Marks and Spencer's. They were roundly abused and threatened with violence. One lady was particularly angry, and a group of young men started to become very abusive and confrontational, accusing them of being racists, which of course they are not. They started jumping in between the dancers and knocking off their hats. The dancers tried to explain why their faces were painted black, but they would not listen. They tried in vain to explain, but things took a turn for the worse, that the performers had to abandon. I, I, I just, <laughs> the mentality of, oh, they wouldn't let us explain, is, I don't think any explanation's going to cut it. Yeah.
2: That being said, the people who turn violent against these people, I don't defend their behaviour either, because they shouldn't shouldn't have been been, uh, aggressive towards these people. We should just have, well, I don't know, I don't think ignoring them is the right answer. I think just trying to, well, if they wanted to explain, let them explain and then explain back.
0: I think the the people who probably like jumped in and interfered to disrupt the dance, that that's probably the best way of going about it. Just Mm. make it so they can't perform, but... It. Don't, Shout, don't. shouting violent abuses it's, it's it's not right I can yeah. I can understand why they have that reaction and if push came to show I if I had to pick a side in this there's just no competition I obviously I don't didn't pick the Morris men's side but at the same time I can't say the people who became violent are, are hundred percent in the right it, no. it definitely needed a, a a slightly different way of dealing with that but from, from everything i've seen here it didn't descend into full violence no no punches were thrown no bells were like lost that. yeah it was just they they became threatening and a few hats got knocked off people's heads so it, for for how horrific this was i think yeah. i think that's a, a very good outcome it could have got a lot worse
2: well, someone could have knocked seven bells out of one of the dancers, but there we go. There <laughs>
0: oh,
2: you go. I'm trying to lighten my mood. That shows how, how distressed I am. My <laughs> oh, and I
0: do love a I good pun. pun. Yeah, I resort
2: <laughs> to puns if if I don't know what to say next. But <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I'm, it's, it's a sheer a oblivious state. My senses seem to exist in this this protective bubble. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, just don't understand what we've done wrong. And well, I don't think they'll be doing it again, will they?
0: I hope not. I hope this will be a lesson to them. But I, the, the way they've responded, it seems to be they they see themselves as the, the victims in this. So I'm not yep. sure they'll see it from their point of view and think maybe we shouldn't do this again.
2: But if they did do it in an, in Birmingham again or in another city, they get or a town or any multicultural settlement, <laughs> they, they'll get the same response or a similar response, presumably. So oh, yeah,
0: I, I can see it anywhere outside of a mm. a little village, it's going to get the same kind of response.
2: It seems to be a sort of bullheadish response, doesn't it? It's the, um, the old adage of if you, um, if you walk down the street and bump into an arsehole, they're the arsehole. If you walk down the street and bump into nothing but arseholes, you're the arsehole. And I think that's the sort of where they're coming from, isn't it? Everyone else is is wrong and we're right, seemingly. We don't understand why you think we're wrong. I don't know. I don't know. That's, uh, it's, it's odd. If we do it again, good luck to the Marseille. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah. Maybe, um, pick your venues a bit better if you're going to do mm. face. Preferably yeah. no venue.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Within the confines of your own barn, I would say, presumably yeah. is, is where we're going to be doing it from now on.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And, uh no put in Edward Woodward in giant wooden men. No,
2: no. Definitely not the bees either. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not the bees! Not the bees!
1: Ah! Oh, my eyes! eyes! Ah! Ah! <laughs>
0: There's one last topic I thought it'd be worth bringing up, even mm-hmm. slightly mainly because it would be one of the things that we would have definitely spoken about on the show if we hadn't have had a Christmas break. I'm sure as as uh, the kind of people we both are, you'll, you'll enjoy talking about this for a variety of reasons. We lost Carrie Fisher mm. over over the Christmas period. Incredibly well-respected actress, beloved for her portrayal of Princess Leia in the Star Wars franchise. But also one of the things I wanted to mention about briefly is her uh, her incredible work, as a mental health advocate, um, something which tends to get overlooked a lot, for people posting pictures of her in the gold bikini. Mm. Um, I, I don't know how much you know uh, on this subject about her history.
2: Oh, it's—I I, would not say it's well documented about her, her her struggles, but but um, they were there. She did have incredible demons, didn't she, for many, many years? But mm. she, she was. Um, she was an incredible advocate for it wasn't she because she obviously beat those demons the drink drugs etc. she did beat them um and Rem was a passionate passionate defender of uh, of, of um, fighting back wasn't she she uh, she had an incredible uh, I say it's an incredible force of nature wasn't she 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 uh, really really passionately defended feminism equality human rights I don't yeah. say Depression, mental health issues, any anything and everything that you know, this, this podcast discusses. I think she uh, at some point or other she did discuss it herself and, and she was well, one of a kind I would I would say. Very much one of a kind. And um despite the fact that obviously she will always be remembered as, as Princess Leia, and yeah, you know, rightly so, that was uh, her her legacy in some ways. But she should be she should be remembered for being much more about much, much more. Um yeah. I mean have you read any of her books, Amy?
0: Not yeah. I've um I've had um is it postcards from the beyond? Um mm-hmm. postcards yeah. from the edge, I think. Yes. Um recommended for to me, which um I think was a film that was made with her in Meryl Street. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> see it's full circle. Um but I I was planning on picking up um the Princess Diarist mm-hmm. um anyway and then uh, the the day the news of her her death broke i went out and and bought it because Mm. i i think that i'm looking forward to reading it it sounds like a great insight into both her as a person and the original star wars movie but i i know that she's written a lot of other books that a lot of people have have really recommended and i've said that she's a great writer yeah Yeah,
2: yes a very very caustic wit as well very uh well extremely intelligent and insightful um it's actually quite a sad um, way that I discovered that she died because I actually went to see Rogue One on that day, and if you've not seen it, I won't spoil it. But after the final, uh, the final shots, mm. I went the cinema, and then, lo and behold, I found out that she died, and it was. After that I was quite overcome. It was, uh, it was. It felt. It felt fitting, though. It felt uh, a pretty fitting tribute. So I, I, you know, but you know, I'd seen that on the day that she passed on, but. Have you, yeah. have you have you seen what she was buried in her casket?
0: Yes, I I wanted to bring this up because I think it's absolutely amazing and so so Carrie Fisher that mm-hmm. her, her ashes are in a giant Prozac pill.
2: Mm. It, is, it is actually <laughs> a Prozac as well, isn't it? it yeah, it, it's not a wooden box shaped like a Prozac. <laughs>
0: no it's um I, I read about it as well her her brother was saying it's it wasn't made for her for her ashes it was something that she herself bought years before because she saw it and she thought uh, from what he was saying she thought it was one of the best things ever she absolutely loved it to pieces she thought it was something that was a great talking piece and something really fun that she had upon her shelf at home so they're like what what do we do with Carrie after after she's cremated? and they just went well she's she's got to go in the pill it's it's what she'd have wanted, and I think that's that's brilliant. Mm. That even after she's gone, she's still managed to make another another statement about mental health. And mm. it's like, yeah, don't don't be ashamed to take antidepressants. I'm inside one, <laughs> in a way.
2: It's a perfect it's a perfect uh, sort of mixture, of it, but but um, of, of of Carrie Fisher herself really, isn't it? The um, like I said, the the advocacy for mental health wrapped up in a sense of humour. Almost I um, I mean, I mean yeah. you know dark humor as it may be, but there also a sense of humor about about the whole situation, and I' say it's it just uh, it's 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 pure Carrie Fisher, which is yeah. a wonderful uh, legacy well, that I he was behind with.
0: quite a few people at the funeral when they saw the the urn were a mixture of tears and laughter, which mm. I, I think just from the, the small pieces of information I've read about her is probably the way she'd have wanted it oh, definitely.
2: Definitely. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's completely how I isn't it.
0: So thank you everyone for, for joining us for the first of many episodes in 2017. Um, I was joined again by Pete Gaskell, who I I hope you'll be back for more episodes if this uh, experience wasn't too traumatic and or boring for you.
2: <laughs> well, same back at you.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you'll let me, I'll always come on.
0: Uh, the invitation's always there. Hopefully, we'll have uh, a few more voices on as well next time. Get a bit more of a, a dialogue going on.
2: I was going to say that's code for not having me speak as much, isn't it?
0: <laughs> well, I, I find um, a number of different viewpoints can generate some interesting, often bizarre conversations.
2: Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> very much so.
0: So, did you want to um, advertise your?
2: Your wares again? Yes, um, I, I'm a host of um, Smuggler Sports, which is a show where we talk about weird news, we play games, we have generally have a laugh, cause utter mayhem, and uh, anything goes. Hence, Smuggler uh We're on iTunes, S M um, O R G. A-S-B-O-R-E-D um, We're on Stitcher if that's your bag and A-Cast as well. Uh, we're on Twitter at smugglesboardpod and you can email us if you so wish at smugglesboardpod at gmail.com our, um, our first episode is dropping this week as well so keep your eyes peeled for that one.
0: Excellent, I'll be uh, listening out for it because it's one that I'm not on so I'll definitely be <laughs> checking it out to see what happens. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, we hope everyone enjoyed the show. If you did, remember you can follow us on Twitter at underscore everything left. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everything left podcast. Email us at everything left podcast at outlook.com. Cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you all in the next episode.
1: Bye. I don't want to talk. standing small beside the victory that's her destiny I was in your arms thinking I belong there
3: I figured it made sense building me
1: a fence building me a home Thinking I'd be strong there. But I was a fool, playing by the rules. The gods may throw the dice, their minds as cold as ice. And someone way out here loses someone dear. But when I take the winner takes you. The loser has to fall It's simple and it's plain Why should I complain? Tell me, does she kiss Like I used to kiss you Does it feel the same When she calls your name Somewhere deep side I miss you but what can I say <laughs> rules must be obeyed the judges will decide the likes of me abide spectators at the show stay in love. law the game is on Again, love her for a friend. of big thing, her, her smile. And when I take she long, I don't want to talk. <laughs>
3: Cause it makes me feel sad. And I
1: understand. I've come to shake my hand. I apologize, if it makes you feel bad Seeing me so tense, no self-confidence But you see the way